Welcome to the Sports Nut Sports Betting Zone podcast with Kenny White. Brought to you by Kenny White Sports and the Power Ratings. Thepowerratings.com and KennyWhiteSports.com. All right, all four of us are here. Kenny, Randall, Mike, Bob, we're all here and we're ready to talk some sports gambling and sports in general. Kenny, uh, my first question for you is pretty simple because I'm confused on this. Are there really successful trends in sports betting or are they just coincidences, man? Well, you know, some some have a lot of meaning, some don't, and it's best to get on a trend early because the bookmakers catch up. I want to tell you a story my dad told me 30 years ago. A good friend of his said, Pete, the every one of these dome games goes over the total. I'm going to save up my money all year, and when the NFL starts, I'm going to hammer every dome game over the total. This was 30 years ago, and it was ridiculous. I think it was like 26 and 4 or something over the one year, and then the year the guy bet it uh, completely went in the tank because the bookmakers knew that happened, and they made an adjustment, and, and, the, and the totals are bet higher and higher and higher. So the adjustments are made uh, for the betting line to be 50-50 at the end of the year. Bookmakers don't want a 26-4 and four trend. They want a 15-15 and 15 trend. So small sample size of 26 and four, after 200 games, it'll probably be 100 and 100. So sometimes when a trend gets too far out, it's almost actually time to bet against that trend. Gotcha, and then, which leads Randall into your question next. Yeah, Kenny, so last couple of weeks, we've talked about the trend of you know teams being shut out and the following week uh, are, are a solid bet on. And so this past week, uh, the Jets ended up uh, winning that game outright against the Tennessee Titans. This week, um, the Texans are coming off being shut out at Buffalo. Davis Mills looked—I mean, he looked absolutely awful. Um, so, you know, if you're following that trend since 2018, it's now 11 and three, two and zero this year. Um, what do you think about the Texans in this spot on Sunday? I personally like it from a uh, handicapping perspective where you have the Patriots coming off of a very emotional um, loss against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I think they put everything they had into preparing for that game all week, mentally, physically, and, you know, then coming up short. So I was just curious your thoughts on, on that game this week. Yeah, Bill Belichick was amazing when he said at the end of the game and not thinking about it. We, we've seen Tom Brady a thousand times, so there wasn't anything that we thought we wouldn't see out of him. And that's why that defense was so good. They were so well prepared, but you're right. It was such an emotional game on both sides, Tampa and, and New England. I expect both teams to have letdowns this week. And I think that's you know something you really got to look at the NFL. The ratings are so tight. The lines are so tight. You've got to just kind of make a good uh, guesstimate on Who's ready and who's going to give 100% this week and who's going to come sleeping um, at the wheel? I, I think the Patriots look at the line and say, ah, we're going to win this week. We struggled. We just barely lost. Tough loss. Should have won. Field goal hits the crossbar. Um, the upright, we should have won that game. Um, and now we're playing Houston, who just got shut out. So I, I like the angle being shut out. It's embarrassment. And these are professional athletes. They don't like to be embarrassed. And I really believe that uh, Houston can be in this game. And actually, I think Houston can pull the upset. There you go. Mike, you're up next. 
All right, Kenny, uh, you, you know, the NFC has been pretty uh, unpredictable for me. You know, you look at week one, Green Bay looks awful against New Orleans. Everybody thinks New Orleans is legit. Now we fast forward. Green Bay looks like a contender. New Orleans looks awful. How wide open is this NFC, Kenny, or do you think the Cardinals are the outright favorite? No, not yet. I, I like the Cardinals and what they've done so far, uh, but I don't think they are the favorite. Uh, Green Bay uh, has a couple of pieces of, of their team that is still have not played. Uh, Bakhtiar, their left tackle, he's a monster. When he gets back, man, that offense is going to even be that much better. And I, their defense has not lived up to, I, I don't think, their capabilities yet. I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC. Um, followed by the Rams, and the Rams got caught sleeping at the wheel. They beat Tampa. We just beat the Super Bowl champs, and we made it look easy. And we're 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 just amazing. Uh, and we we've beaten Arizona eight straight times. We'll beat them again. They didn't realize that Arizona's better team than uh, what they've seen uh, the last eight times, and they got very surprised in that game. So they'll get back to work. I think it's the Rams, uh, Tampa, and, and Green Bay. Those three are so close. I mean, it is kind of a crapshoot, I think, between those three. And the Cardinals, I have them power rated very high, too. They're they're right there uh, in that mix of four teams. I leave the Cowboys out, even though they got off to a good start. I still don't think their defense is good enough to hang around with the good teams. The ones I mentioned, uh, the Rams, Tampa, and Green Bay, I think all have good defenses besides good offenses. All right, very good. Kenny. Let's talk about Kenny White Sports because this is the Sports Nut Sports Betting Zone. Brought to you by Kenny White Sports, KennyWhiteSports.com. What do we get at Kenny White Sports when we log on, Kenny? Thanks, Bob. Yeah, well, KennyWhiteSports.com, you log in. Uh, there's there's uh, going to be written content, a lot of lot of video content, and uh, this week should be a big week at Kenny White Sports. Uh, uh, we also have the PowerRatings.com. It's $19.99 a month. You get the updated Power Ratings for college football and the NFL, updated projections on all of the games, and we are adding three sports coming up. I'm working on the NHL, NBA, and college basketball as we talk. Uh, I'll have the NHL up here within the next four or five days. Cool. Uh, the Power Ratings and projected final scores on every hockey game to be played the entire year. Uh, so very exciting. Uh, the newsletter has been great. Uh, you sign up for the power ratings right now, nineteen ninety nine a month. You get the newsletter included in that, and the newsletter is nine ninety nine a week. That's forty bucks if you just want to buy the newsletter alone. But it's up to you, however you want to slice it. But uh, plenty of information for you, uh, plenty of content for you to help you get pick winners in uh, all sports here at KennyWhiteSports.com. Oh, that's exciting, man. That is really, really exciting. All right, I'm going to shift gears to college football here and talk about a guy that I know Randall's not a big fan of I know Mike's not a big fan of and I'm not either and that's Lane Kiffin he just had a comment that talking about going for it on fourth down he said I'm sure I got killed on going for it on fourth down but that's analytics you know it's just as easy to give up, a, get a punt blocked, or give up a return. And Alabama scored almost every time in the first half except for one possession. It's just going to make a, a longer drive for them. What kind of idiocy is that, Kenny? What What's this guy thinking? Yeah, you know, I I don't know what he's thinking. I really don't. Um, I, I, I always like experience in, in head coaches and 
Uh, Lane Kiffin is seems like he has improved greatly from uh, you know one year at Tennessee to USC was a failure. Uh, he got experience uh, under Saban and then you know took the Florida Atlantic job and did a good job there. He built that program up. And now at Mississippi, it looks like he's put them into a good situation. The players know that they are bigger, better, faster, and stronger than they've ever been. But, you know, they, they, when, they, when you play up that high of a level, uh, and, and Alabama's that much higher of a level, uh, you know, you, you, they can make you look bad. They can make a good coach look bad. Um, so I, I'm not a big Lane Kiffin fan either. I love his offense, but... Uh, don't know too much about this, uh, you know, his team overall and his him as a head coach. He has not been a money maker. That's for for sure. Covering point spreads, he probably needs to be an offensive coordinator. Uh, that's just yeah, my some opinion. Some people, some people are meant just to be coordinators, and I'm, I'm right. a big believer in that because being in my coaching career and, and coaching with a lot of different people, I've seen that firsthand where guys are just coordinators or specialists. And, and not meant to be the head guy because they can't, they can't, they're, they're not a CEO type and they can't be over every department. Uh, so they, they focus on their own and then the rest of the departments, you know, suffer because of it. So you're right about that. Maybe he is just an offensive coordinator. Uh, this next question is actually going to combine a couple. You know, the last couple of weeks you've made the statement that you don't think there's going to be any undefeated teams in college football this year. I don't see how Alabama is going to lose. And if Oklahoma beats Texas, they've got to have a playoff spot. And I don't see them losing either. And, and who's going to beat Georgia? Well, I'm glad you don't think that, uh, you know, if, if Oklahoma gets by this week, because Oklahoma is one of my teams that I have bet to win the national championship, but they are uh, not as good as I thought they were going to be, especially on the defensive end. That, and the offense hasn't lived up to the billing either. So um, I've had to drop their power rating quite a bit. I still have them the fourth best team in the country. Uh, but that being said, they're still 10 points weaker than, than this Alabama team. So looking at Alabama's schedule, you know, the rest of the year, who's going to beat Alabama? Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a couple shots at, at Texas A&M this week, uh, at Mississippi State. Uh, maybe a home game against LSU just because it's LSU. They still have athletes, but Eddie Ogeron's team has not played well. And then the last one, the big rivalry game at Auburn. Uh, that could be the one, maybe. But they have three tough road games. I think they can handle them all, obviously. Um, but there's, this is the year of the upset, and you never know. They are the best team in college football. But, man, uh, one of these days, that's all it takes is one game. That's, so. that's, that is that's that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. So Mike and I are both uh, big Missouri Tiger fans, and they just got clobbered by Tennessee, which I didn't think Tennessee was really that good. I, I think this is really going to hurt uh, Missouri's bowl chances, and I don't even think they're going to get a bowl game this year. Yeah, that really surprised me, too. Uh, I liked Missouri, and it was funny because I, I was against Missouri the previous week at Boston College, and uh, maybe it was the, the overtime game on the road that took so much out of the Missouri Tigers. I'm not sure. And then maybe they just weren't ready for the up-tempo, fast-paced offense of Tennessee. Uh, but I, I don't see that big of a difference in, in the two rosters, Missouri and Tennessee. So, you know, Eli Drinkwitz uh, moved up very quick in his coaching career 
Um, he rode the coattails at, at Appalachian State. There was a program that was already in place and a winning program, and he went 12-1, and one and he got hired by, by Missouri. That's So a guy like this, I've got question marks about. I like guys that come to a program that's 1-11, and 11, and then they go 2-10, and 10, and then they go 6-6, six and six, and then they go 9-3. and three. That guy built that program up, and he's a good coach. Guys that walk into situations that the team was already 11-1 and one the year before, and then you go 11-1 and one with that guy's players, really doesn't tell me a whole lot. Just tells me you stayed even with the guy before you did, <laughs> and you did it with his players. So I, I don't know about Drinkwitz. I, I, I still have question marks on him. All right, so does that, that leads into my last question here. Is that why there's so much scoring in the fourth quarter of college football games? Boy, watching these overs and unders every week is kind of driving me insane because you think you got it in the bag, and the next thing you know, there's 28 ports, points on the board. How in the heck did that happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's amazing. This is this has been for 40 years, and I can remember my dad saying it as a kid. These teams, they don't, they don't, they're not trying. It looks like they're not trying to score. They're being so conservative in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden, when time's running out. They start throwing in all these plays that, you know, they start trying to stretch the field, they get pass interference plays, and they start scoring points. And it's like when one team scores, the other team comes back and scores. So just right back and forth. The guys that are the best coaches play that way from the start of the game. You know, they, they stretch the field early, they make plays happen, and their offenses are consistent throughout. But uh, college football, NFL has been that way forever, where you get third quarters that are very low scoring, and then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, everybody's like a uh, house on fire. We've got to get going. And uh, they start putting points up on the board. So um, it's been that way forever. I, it, it baffles me sometimes why teams can't come out and start faster in the third quarter and put those points up on the board right away. Exactly. Very, very good, Kenny. All right, don't forget, folks, KennyWhiteSports.com, ThePowerRatings.com. This ends our podcast this week, the Sports Nuts, Sports Betting Zone podcast with Kenny White. We'll see you all next week.